Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, thank you for sticking through all of Wonderfalls with us. And a very funny Jasmine Ellis for doing that show with me. I actually rather enjoyed it, so I do say give it a watch. We are here at the permanent record studios in wonderful Austin, Texas. My good friend and TV star extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm always going to introduce you as that because it embarrasses you, and I find it very enjoyable to watch you like crinkle your nose in embarrassment. Martha Kelly is here, everybody. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I'm good. We were just having off a very uh, interesting off-mic conversation about smoothies. Yes. So that's where we are at in our lives. Pretty as, exciting. As, as adults. Uh, I had a very good smoothie with lots of spinach in it today. It was, it, it's not the most like appetizing looking thing in the world because mm-hmm. it's just like dark green right. sludge looking. But it tastes right. very good. Uh, that being said, what's going on with you? What's new? What's happening? What's, uh, what are you doing in your life? Um, very uh, concerned that this tour that Avery, Pat, and I are going to do is going to not have a lot of audience. Now, are <laughs> you concerned about that because you are Martha Kelly and therefore imagine the worst? Or are you concerned about that for like real reasons? Well, I just don't know how to promote a show in a town I don't live in when it's not a regular comedy club. Right. And... I think I got a little too excited. Think I might I'm probably not at at a level <laughs> where I can fill 200 seats uh in a town um I thought for one night that might yeah. you know scrape together. <laughs> I think you can do that also like uh, I don't know. You, you got to reach out to uh, whoever's in that scene. Like there's got to yeah. be comedy in that town, right? So you talk to them and go, "Oh, who's your radio show? Who's your whatever?" Right. You know. Yeah. When's it coming? It's coming up in, you leave in August? Yeah, we leave August 23rd. Okay. And we get back on the uh, September 5th, I think. And one of the dates, one of the places, uh, I just got an email that they're um, doing some kind of construction. And so we have to find a different place in that town or just not go to that town. And luckily, it was only an 80-seat venue and okay. they were only going to give us 50% of the door. Word. So it wasn't going to be a big windfall anyway. It wasn't like a anyway. maker breaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this but... is behind the scenes comedy <laughs> booking uh, podcast. I'm sure very interesting for the rest of our listeners. Uh-huh. I don't. I just don't know what I'm doing. But You're it'll fine. be fine. It's going to be fun. You're going to be out in the road with good people. Yes. Uh, Avery just came back from JFL, which is awesome for her. Yeah. A friend of the podcast. She did. Unfortunately, the only show we ever stopped part of the way through, which was Powers of Matthew Star. Uh, that being said, I wish her all the best because she is awesome. Let's she get is. into this show. Okay. Now, so we're doing Bunheads, and if you're listening, uh, most likely you're a TV fan, so you probably know. If not, this is uh, the creator of the Gilmore Girls follow-up show to Gilmore Girls. Now, what is your history with the Gilmore Girls? Did you watch that show? Did you I like didn't... that show? Did you not like that show? When it was on the air in the 90s, I did not watch it. Okay. And then I started watching it on Net... Or actually, I was in um, uh, Winnipeg in uh, January of 2017, Mm. and very little um, on the television, but they had Gilmore Girls reruns, and that's when I started watching it, and Mm. I, I love it. Okay. And then I've watched some of it on Netflix. I just haven't gotten all caught up, but I love a lot about it. Okay. Yeah. Which I find interesting only because when we when you came in, you asked what I felt about this show, which I will go ahead and say up front. 
I am immediately hooked. I am, okay. if you know me, I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan. I didn't watch it at the time either. I got into it late. Uh, I got into it, I guess, at the end of the show. I like the whatever, like the last season of the show. My uh, my girlfriend Maris was watching it with our roommate at the time, and I didn't really know what it was, and I was kind of in and out. And then I, you know, catch a bit here and there, and I'd be like, you know what, I should just right. watch this show. So I restarted it then. So I've I, I've since seen it probably twice, uh, all the way through. I've watched. I've been on. Very funny uh, Gilmore Guys podcast a few times talking about it. I'm a fan of the show, and this show for me was like – it's like Gilmore Girls West so far, right? It's like right. just a West Coast Stars Hollow. I First episode, I was just hooked immediately. And you came in with <laughs> what felt like a, maybe a different energy. Maybe you didn't have the same react response that I did. I have for sure a different energy okay. about it. Okay. Um is there – well, let's break down the sort of general plot okay. and then we'll kind of get into it. Uh, we meet our heroine, I guess, lead of the show, Michelle, played by Sutton Foster. She is a Vegas showgirl. Right. Um, she has a stalker. I yeah. have. I do have some issues. I'm not going to say the show is flawless. I have my questions about it. Yeah. We meet her and she's on stage. She's complaining about uh, the – the girl, because she's like a real dancer, but then there's some girls that just come out and show their tits, right. and uh, she's kind of complaining about them, and they make more money than us, and we got to do all the work, which I thought would be a fine introduction to a character until she starts like kind of being real shitty about it. Yeah, she says like, uh, "Oh, that one looks like Muammar Gaddafi. They're not even pretty or whatever." Yeah, and one they show the girl, she goes, "I heard that Muammar Gaddafi comment. She's very pretty." Right, <laughs> and then also, don't be like, don't just have your main character be just an asshole right from jump it just seemed like a weird way to introduce her i agree uh yeah also i i just have my i'm curious as to how anybody could have been a showgirl as long as she's been and have that much um unresolved animosity towards the topless dancers (laughs) (laughs) i agree it just seemed like something you would get over at some by some point also like so she's been a showgirl for a long time. It's established. We'll find out that she actually was like a trained ballet dancer. Uh, and she goes to Vegas kind of on a whim. She thinks it'll be fun. She'll party. But now she's been partying for too long. Right. She wants to. She has an audition for Chicago, but it doesn't go well. The guy just when she walks out, the guy just goes, nope, I, which right. I thought was like handled well. It, like. You, it really made you feel sympathetic for this character because, like, she's like, right. I can't go out tonight. I got this great big audition. She porks out all night. She's like, I got to be ready, ready, got to be ready. She walks out on stage, doesn't even get to dance a second. And the guy right. just looks at her and goes, no. And I was like, oh, that's like got – as someone who's in the uh, – arts. <laughs> someone who is, like, entertainment, maybe an audition for a thing or two. Yeah. It's, it's crushing. I know, but it was funny to me that you made that noise when, and but, rolled your eyes when you said the arts. Yeah, but I don't. You know what I mean. It's, I know it what feels you mean. weird to say it out loud. Uh, um, I mean. We are introduced to uh, this Alan Ruck, I believe is his name. He's Cameron from uh, Ferris right. Bueller, and he. It's th- this is to me the the conceit of this show in this aspect. This is by far the weirdest part of any of it, and the most yeah. sort of uncomfortable. He is obsessed with our main character. Right. Kind of a, I mean, I guess a stalker. Like, Yeah, and young, old enough to be her father. Plenty old enough to be her father, although they 
fudge on his age in the second episode <laughs> oh, and dude, I, I have some it. things to I say. Did, I did not catch his age. <laughs> I yeah. he's definitely old, like significantly older than actually, he's yeah. got to be twenty years older than him, than her yeah. right, um, but he's it's like he's waiting for her with flowers and a, and and shoes, but like Doctor right. Scholes, which is a weird like he says it specifically, but yeah. I think it's supposed to be in that way of like oh he's thinking about her, he knows her feet must hurt from dancing all the time or whatever, so I think it's right. supposed to be that, but it's fucking weird. And he says at one point, I thought you had left, but then I saw your purse on the chair. And I didn't go through it, but I thought, who, what lady leaves without her purse? So I stuck around. Oof. You got to stop talking, my dude, because you are <laughs> making me very uncomfortable. How do you yeah. even know it's her purse? Like, it's so weird. You definitely, I got the impression that they've never been on a date. He's just been her admirer. And to be that much older, just think about, so I... There are a lot of guy comics in town that are 20 years younger than me. So if I just became a fan and went to every show and kept asking someone out. The specific one guy. Yeah. If you just kept trying. 20 years younger. Hey, Enzo, I saw your your jacket on that chair. I didn't go through it, but I knew you were still here. (laughs) Hey, would you go to dinner with me? I mean, that's fucking inappropriate. It's crazy. (laughs) Now, I did kind of get the vibe that they have. There's no romance between them. He is obviously right. very much infatuated with her. She does not necessarily feel – she doesn't feel the same way back. Right. I did get the feeling that they had maybe gone to dinner once or twice because she does yeah. say, like, I blow you off 90% of the time, which implies 10% of the time she doesn't. You're right. He has kind of – he mentions, like, what, like I, I think he, she has – I don't want to say taken advantage of his kindness because that's not the right word, but I think she has um, – humored him a few yeah. times i guess is the best way to say it uh in this case she's like i can't go out with you because i have this big audition tomorrow and he says oh then you know last time i didn't get to see you because you had that terrible flu or whatever which okay. i thought was such a weird moment because she then says like oh yeah i know i'm still lingering no it's not that was <laughs> assuming months ago or whatever but right. then he says she tells him like oh you can take my friends out to dinner they'd love to go with you and he he throws like three other dancers at her which is weird it's weird for you to throw your friends at a stalker yeah it's also it's reinforcing the idea that he's just in it for a hot young body not right. not, not an actual romance right which i already thought anyway like you've you don't know this person at all but you're in you can't r- genuinely be in love with someone that you don't have a relationship with. Love at first sight does not exist. It's infatuation, infatuation at first sight yeah. for certain, but you don't yeah. love them. That means a thing, and you can't yeah. love someone if you don't know that person. Agreed. And he doesn't know her, and it's clearly just you're young and hot. Yes, but you're Except the that you're... you try to pretend it's not that right. for the rest of the show, which is odd. But I don't believe it. Of course, I get you. I understand <laughs> entirely. I kind of wish. So here, I almost want to jump to the big reveal at the end, but I'm not going to. Okay. Um, when we get the next day, she shows up after the terrible audition. She talks to her friend. The friend tells her, like, yeah, you know, all he did was talk about you the whole time. He doesn't right. give a shit about us. And that's supposed to be this idea of, like, oh, he's not in it for just a hot young thing. It's right. about her specifically. And they even say at one point, like, what do we have to do for that dinner? Like, the two girls talking amongst each other, and they go, oh, yeah. nothing. He's harmless. He's not going to do anything. He just wants to. But what buy a I want to know, one of my million questions is what was he talking about regarding her, <laughs> given that he barely <laughs> knows her? Fair enough. 
Uh, I don't know. We'll get another of those moments later on, and I think in the next episode, and I still don't understand that either. Yeah. Uh, he shows back up again and is like, you know, she tells him how bad the audition went, and he's well, he buys her this beautiful watch, right, as a present, and she's at first like, oh, not today, I don't want to talk to this guy, blah blah blah, and yeah. Then, when he she sees the watch, she's like, it's the nicest thing anyone's given to me. And she comes clean, like, the audition didn't go great. It blew me off, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, let me buy you dinner. He goes, if you like, you can order nothing but dessert, which is what you would say to a child. Yeah. That, that's how you would entice a child to go to dinner. Exactly. <laughs> and P.S., I already am judging her for accepting an expensive gift from someone she knows wants to be romantic that she, she does. doesn't want to. I hear you. Uh, you should absolutely not accept a gift from someone like that. I agree. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's weird. It, that, that's what I mean by the sort of. Again, I have to reinforce this right now. I fucking love this show. I am super into it. This conceit of this of the sort of launching of it blew my mind. It's so crazy. Like it's yeah. it's, it's kind of insane. Uh, she agrees to go to dinner with him. She gets good and drunk, and there's mm-hmm. this whole conversation that actually now. If you like Gilmore Girls, Amy Sherman Palladino is the writer. She has a very sort of distinct way of writing that's sort of snappy and fast and lots of right. references and stuff. So there's this moment where she's like, I'm Godzilla for men. You don't want to, you don't want this or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm the one scientist that understands that you're just here to protect your eggs. You're not trying to destroy the city and I can look, I understand you or whatever. It's, I, I'm delivering it clunkily, but it was, I thought, good in the moment. He asked her to marry him. Right. And she goes, no, we can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Next day, wake up. She is passed out in the car. She's got a wedding ring on. She has clearly married him. He gives her this speech about how I live in this beautiful city called Paradise. Right. And I have this gorgeous house on the water. And when you look out my bedroom window, which would be our bedroom window, you're right on the ocean. It's this whole thing. And she – this is one of my other questions – has she never been disappointed in her life before? Because why would this <laughs> like one audition. audition mean, um, yeah, okay, I'll go move to a different city with no one I know, including the person I'm marrying. <laughs> Don't know him at all. Just for the promise of a, of an ocean a view. Nice view. I hear you. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, I concur. <laughs> They do try to, like, there is a moment towards the end of this episode where they, she kind of tries to explain that, where she is in life, um, where she, we'll get to it. He shows, they show up at the house, and it's like, she's, it's a, it is a beautiful house. It's fucking weird inside. You open the yeah. door, and there's just, like, clown dolls and paintings of clowns everywhere, and, like, yeah. And he, he's like, oh, my mother decorated it. It's really eclectic or whatever. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to explain it away. But it's, like, creepy. Like, if you you yeah. barely know this guy, you show up to his house and his house is full of fucking clowns, run away. That is yes. not a good sign. And also, mm-hmm. every inch of wall space has a Something. picture. All the pictures are, like, on top of each other, car- covering all the walls. But when you meet the mother, she doesn't seem like you're expecting her to be like a like a senile old crazy. lady. Crazy, yeah, yeah, and that's not the case. She's just yeah. maybe a little eclectic. Yeah, but not like she's also very stylish. I think 
So you would be like, <laughs> you and I how both had you? the same reaction, which is I think she's stylish <laughs> because I don't know what stylish I don't really either. is, and I don't know that she is stylish. <laughs> she's got a lot of like real clunky, big pieces of jewelry and like. Right. I don't know, some sort of, not a tunic, but like a, like a shawl. I don't know. I, she may be stylish. Yeah. I don't know. She's older. She's Emily fucking Gilmore. She's right. Kelly Bishop, who is, I think, tremendous on this show. Yeah. Uh, as far as her performance goes, I think she's really good. I, I totally agree. Um, well, they go up to the bedroom. It's just like you said, the view, the beautiful ocean view, which is painted on a tarp it's the it is there is some like you kind of have to if you're going to watch a gilmore girls kind of show there is a almost fanciful quirkiness you have to just sort of make your peace with and that kind of fits into that element because it is clearly a set they are not there but there is this view that's supposed to be beautiful what they are looking at what looks like a travel agent's office wall right um (laughs) And she's taking she, – oh, it's just like you said. It's absolutely beautiful. I could stay in this room all day. And then he says something. Oh, you know, we can change the rest of the house if it makes you more comfortable to the reveal that he lives with his mother. Yeah. And mm. Which she says, you live with your mother like a serial killer? A bit harsh, but sure. Yeah. Um, also another sign of you got to go. Yeah. This man has lied to you about his living situation yeah. Which she even brings up and he's like, well, you already said yes to marrying me. I didn't want to ruin it. Not not okay. Not, no. a, not a good enough excuse. No. And a couple of things. I lived with my parents two um, prolonged periods as an adult mm. after I had moved out, moved back in when I was newly sober. And then uh, several years, li- moved out after a few years and then moved back in and then lived there until they lived with them. Anyway, I don't need to explain the whole story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've always felt like, well, there is something that requires an ex- explanation if you're that age living with your parents. Sure. You have- Either you're having a hard time or okay. they're having a hard time. Well, to be fair, he does. It is he doesn't live with her. She lives with him, if that makes any sense. He owns right. the house. He owns the land. It's his property. She lives there. But, there still needs to be a reason why that's happening. Yeah, because she's a, apparently a su- very successful dance teacher. At least somewhat successful. She yeah. teaches, I mean. Full classes. Full classes in a very small town. Yeah. So, like, the idea that there, it's not like she's in Manhattan and she has 20 students. Right. She's in Paradise, which is a, a, a town where everyone knows each other. Yeah. Uh, she still has 20, you know what I mean? She's got 40 students or whatever, it seems like. Yeah. I also, there's another thing, as someone who grew up near a beach, I've never understood why simply endless water is considered a great view. <laughs> but that might just be a personal I think you're taste. Maybe spoiled, maybe. <laughs> I think you grew up around, not spoiled, but you, you're you used to it. You grew up next to the beach, so you get it, right? Like, you, yeah, you've seen I, it too much. I guess there, but, I, like, if I, if I see, to me, the East Coast... Um, Stars Hollow, that type of scenery, mm. to me, that's something to like feast your eyes on. Right. And there, you know, there's a lot to look at. Whereas <laughs> just the ocean, <laughs> just the ocean. Well, there's something about the vastness <laughs> of it, and the the stillness, and the the idea of of the uh, eternal nature of the ocean that doesn't do anything for you. I would want to see whales, like a boat or something. Boats. Okay. <laughs> a storm would be great. Storms well, I feel like great. This, I think there's an opportunity for storms. Yeah. There's an opportunity for boats. Maybe uh, what's nice about it is that the view changes. 
There's uh, yeah. different stuff coming through. I kn- we didn't live on the beach. We lived on a hill that was like a couple miles from the beach. But I guess that's why I just am like, that's not a reason to marry somebody. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I mean, that's for certain a fact. Um, the mother, uh, there's a reveal. Who's this woman? Oh, this is my wife. The mother knows nothing about her, does not know they're getting married. She is yeah. very taken aback. Right. There's also immediately like, well, we have to throw a party to welcome you into this town or whatever. Right. But like backhanded. She's definitely kind of shitty about it, but also. Yeah. Because there's this point where she's like, I don't need a party or whatever. And she goes, well, uh, I missed my, I have known this, like this has been my son for 40 years and I didn't get to be at his wedding because he's hidden you from me. So if I want to have a party, we're going to have a party. Right. Uh, Which I get her upset, her like being angry at that moment. Uh it's just weird that she then immediately begins to apparently spread lies about this woman throughout yeah. the town of paradise. Yes. Uh, and is mad at her. Um, also, she says she's been his mother for 48 years. Here's the thing. I'm 50. Right. He's a good five, if not 10 years, years older, older than, than you, me. For certain. Yeah. That is so a fact. He's not 48. <laughs> yes. That but, is very true. But they try to say that to make it like he's closer to um, the actress who plays his mom. He's closer to her age than to um, his wife. For, yeah. For certain. Yeah. But his whole it's because there's a couple of speeches he gives her where he essentially says, like, you know, I can take care of you. I can give you what you want. And she's like, you don't know me. You don't know what I want. And he has this moment where he says to her, uh, you want to be challenged and you want to be. Right. Uh, you want to laugh and you want to whatever and I can do all of that for you. And it, it, I wrote it did, some of that down. Did you? Okay, because yeah. I, I did not write it down, but I am curious as to what it... But, what, but finish with My your... point is, he. she goes, well, it's a good speech, and then they fuck, right? That's, that's, yeah. that's that scene. But it, it, is, it is a speech that has been prepared. Like, he mm-hmm. clearly didn't come up off the, like, the cuff with that. And it is right. also... Just a bunch of platitudes, right? Yeah. There's nothing specific to her. You just said things that you know women want. Yeah, and and where is it? Oh, <laughs> this is what struck me. The very first thing he says when he's saying, I know what you want, he says, you want to laugh and you want to travel. <laughs> That's true. That's so weird. And then I just wrote what in all caps. <laughs> it's that's so. Yeah, it's it's uh it's an odd choice because and... there's nothing there, and like she hasn't expressed any of those wants or desires previously in the show, right? Like if we right. had a scene where she was talking to her friend and she she goes, oh, you don't know what you want. And she goes, oh, I do. I want to travel and I want to laugh and I want to be challenged and blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back with having the answers to all of those things un- right. without having known that part. That would kind of make sense to me. But not the case. He just says some stuff and she goes, well, that's good. And then they bang at the, at the mom's party. Yeah. And it all seems to be related to the fact that she's just down on her luck. Yeah. Well, she says later on, and I guess we can talk about it now. So, so basically what we... Hold on. So she um, she's wandering around the property. She's not being very welcomed by people. The mom is not very happy with her being there. She tells her like, "Oh, you have to change because she's wearing like a t shirt and, and cutoffs for this." And she's like, "Oh, you, you can't wear that to the party. You have to." <laughs> I wrote down the line. She goes, "You must have packed something. You must have packed. Are you pregnant?" Like that's literally the line. Right. I was like, "That's good." 
um, sends her to this dress shop called Sparkles. Uh, it's like the only place in town that you can get a dress or whatever. And when she goes there, she meets – is it Trudy? True, truly. Truly. I, I thought maybe it's Trudy. That's a weird name. It might be yeah. Truly or Julie, whatever her yeah. name is, uh, who knows all about uh, Michelle, Sutton Foster's character, hates her because yeah. she has been in love with Alan Ruck's character, whose name is Hubble, by the way. We'll throw that out there. It's a weird no. name. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. That's a first name, by the way, because Fanny's, it's not like that the people call him Hubble and that's his last yeah. name. Her name is not Fanny Hubble. That's right. not a thing. So that's a first name. Yeah. Uh, but she's been in love with him forever. And, and now you've stolen him from me. And she is, and also, uh, un- she is unconsolable with grief about this marriage. But also, also way younger than him. Also yes. hard to hard to believe. Much younger than him. Very hard to believe that she's this hung up on a guy old enough to be her dad to the extent that um she's like legit psychotic a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. She's like full on crazy and and like being very aggressive towards Michelle. Yeah. Michelle then eventually wanders and sees we we meet a group of girls that are uh, in the ballet class that the uh, that the mother teaches. Right. Uh, there is a blonde one who looks like Katie Pengra. That's just for us. Yeah. Um, there is a tall one who's clearly supposed to be the best one in the class, but she's kind yeah. of a, she's kind of a bitch. She's kind of bitchy. There's a girl named Boo who is maybe a little on the thicker side. It's hard. I don't like talking about these children because they're children, but yeah. that is part of the character. She is self-conscious about her body as it relates to ballet. There's this upcoming audition and the mother tells her like, she's like, should she goes to uh, Emily, Emily Gilmore. She goes to Kelly Bishop Fanny and says like, should I audition? Should I try? And right. she goes, well, you have to be honest about your body. You know, you, you got a tummy, you got a short torso. Uh, but of course you should try. You, there, obviously you should try or whatever. But she gives her very blunt advice and it's not the nicest way she could have handled that. Right. But you also have to be realistic if you think you're going to be a professional ballet dancer, right? Like, yeah. Like you know what those people look like. There And yeah, there's also uh, just from uh, a friend I know whose daughter was in that world, mm. it does tend to – it like models it does tend to encourage eating disorders absolutely yeah um so yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of reasons a girl who is just healthy and normal yeah yeah she doesn't look like <laughs> a thing i don't in, feel i'm not yeah. trying to be shitty about this girl no no she's just, that's not what i mean yeah, yeah 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 i just mean like she's like she's self-conscious about like compared to the lead the main ballet girl who right. is like 90 pounds and tall and lithe and like traditional yeah. ballerina shaped she's concerned about her chances and she in the real world that girl i think her name her name's boo mm-hmm. in the real world she would have quit long ago or developed an eating disorder right. to f- be as skinny as the naturally skinny right. girl right um we get the party uh, everyone is like the whole town is there. Uh, the mom is known for having shitty wine, which is an interesting choice. I mean, uh, come um, on. It was kind of, I don't know. It's an interesting <laughs> character choice. Um, he's like, don't worry, the good wine's coming or whatever. The mom is very mean to the, to Michelle, Michelle again, and he steps up to defend her and tells her, 
like, you know, that is my wife and I will not have her spoken to. This goes for everybody in this room. I will not have her spoken to like this. Now, meanwhile, the whole town is keeps going like, oh, I heard she was a stripper. I heard she was a porn right. star. I heard she was a whatever, which I guess is we're led to believe that the mother has been telling people this. I mean, I guess it yeah. could be like a little bit of like telephone where like she says she's a, a showgirl and that becomes stripper and that becomes whatever, I guess. Right. But it's also weird that the mom bluntly says, did you guys just have sex? Well, they Who? come down clearly having just had sex, right? Because his <laughs> his hair is must, his tie is undone, and his shirt is crooked. She is also must hair, and they're both, like, giggling at each other and holding hands. They have clearly just had sex. But would your mom, my mom, may she rest in peace. <laughs> Would, I don't mean to laugh at your mommy. She would, I apologize. It is, it <laughs> is a, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. My mom and me, if when my niece and nephew are old enough, right. I would rather actually get like walk through a campfire with bare feet <laughs> than directly address someone else just having had sex. It's none of your fucking business, no matter how obvious it is. I, it's, hear, I hear you, but I ugh, think we're... Gross. <laughs> I think we're supposed to uh, take from Emily that she's maybe a bit blunt. Yeah. Uh, Fanny, again, I keep calling her by her Gilmore Girls character. She's maybe a bit blunt. She's maybe not the best with boundaries. Right. Um, she kind of speaks what's on her mind, so to speak. So she does confront them about that. She like, is shitty to her about it as well, and that's what drives Michelle off. And right. that's when uh, Hubble has this confrontation. and tells Right. Now, we get maybe the – I don't want to say the first great scene of this episode because like, as much as I'm shitting on this show, I enjoyed every minute of it. I just have some issues with the launching pad. Right. Um she, uh, the girls, the young ballerina girls have snuck off with beer to go to the dance studio and they're each having beer. I think they've had like two beers apiece. It's right. harmless teenage bullshit. Right. But she stumbles upon them there and she takes the beer from them and she's like, oh, domestic. If you're going to drink empty carbs, at least make it Belgian or some bullshit. Right. And they kind of talk to her. They, oh, we heard you were a trained ballet. You know, you were a trained dancer. And she's, yeah, I trained at ABT, which I guess is supposed to be some ballet studio. But now she's like a professional Vegas dancer or whatever. And they're nervous. She's telling her that uh, Boo's basically bringing up that they're nervous about this audition that's coming up next week for some uh, summer program at some ballet college. Right. And she walks them through what an audition is. And she gives them their numbers. And she's like, that's your name. If they call six and you don't respond because you're waiting to hear Katie, well, hit the road, sister, or whatever. Right. And she's telling you, like, it doesn't matter about your body. You have to be able to be whatever they want you to be. She goes, I walked into an audition, waited outside for 16 hours, got there, and it was for dream girls. I was supposed to be black. I got a call back. That's how good I was, like, this whole <laughs> situation. And then she, like, runs them through this audition. She does a little dance. She makes them repeat it. Uh, you do see Fanny, the mom in the back, kind of watching it. I thought that scene was really good as far as establishing this character's ability to, to – well, one, she is a dancer. We've talked about it a lot, but this actually kind of shows she has some skills. But her ability to talk to these kids, to be empathetic, to be likable, she's really nice to these girls and kind of giving them what they need but in not in platitudes and not in just like – Oh, they want to hear they're going to be fine. Let me show them some skills and maybe whatever. It was, I right. thought that scene was very good. And then see, having Fanny watch that and sort of take all that in and come to the sim same conclusions, I thought they used that scene very well. 
Yeah, I I agree, and I liked the part with Fanny watching from the doorway. Yeah. I would argue that um, this is the cuntiest thing that I'll say. <laughs> uh, that's my favorites when you get cunty. <laughs> I didn't get the sense that the character Michelle is that great of a dancer. Okay, I give you that. No, I will give you that. The particular <laughs> dance she does is a little, I don't know. It's not. It's not crazy. How it's not like super uh, intricate or whatever. Yeah, she is teaching children, right? Right. So she's probably going to scale it back a little bit, and she needs them to be able to pick it up. Yeah. On a dime, so she's not going to go crazy. But what it does, is, like, she kind of does this little weird dance, right? And then right. she hops and she hops and she snakes and she snakes or whatever. But what I thought worked was then she walks off and she's like, okay, your turn. And they're like, what? You got to do it again. And she's like, oh, you guys got to be faster on this. Okay, half speed. And then she, like, has these terms for these moves. She's like, bunny, yeah. Lindy, whatever, snake, snake, this thing, that thing. So it's like it's not just a girl going up and being yeah. um, goofy and dancing. They're technical things that she's trying to teach them, I thought. I but thought she would get from that. But she didn't do the turn that she wanted them to do. She did a weird thing where she just put her hands together and mm. said the name <laughs> of it, which I was like, did they do that? Because she couldn't do the turn very well. Well, I will say this. She's a Tony Award winning uh, Broadway actress in mus- and musicals and shit. So I'm pretty certain she can do the turns. Oh, God. Can you edit this part out? <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, no, she's uh. won like two Tonys. She's. I feel like she could do the turn if she wanted. Also, I think she does the turn the first time, and then when okay. she's teaching them the, at half speed, she doesn't do it. Okay. Because um, she does that big like flare kick or whatever. Yeah, no, she definitely um, was physically gifted. I just I wanted to see more the character more actually um, – but you're right. She's it. teaching kids, so yeah. I think that I I think that was intentional because um, then we also I think in the next episode see a moment where she's alone and she's kind of doing a little bit more and she doesn't really yeah. do too much. But I think I think we will eventually see her be a good dancer on the show. Gotcha. I think I don't know. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. But so this scene I thought was really good, and I thought it was a good moment to bring the show like. It's called bunheads because that's what ballerinas refer to each other as because they put their hair up or whatever. Right. And she goes, oh, you guys want to be bunheads or whatever. It's an annoying titular line, but fine. But I thought it was good to remind the show that it is in some way about dancing because there hadn't really been much. So I thought that was good. And then it also leads to the next scene that I thought was fucking great uh, where uh, Fanny grabs Michelle, the mother grabs her and is like, we're like you're coming with me and they go to this bar and she's like shot glasses leave the table and we're gonna have this out and i really like that so many shows refuse to have two characters have a honest conversation about their feelings right and that just always leads that that's where the conflict is because they don't just sit down and go i feel this way you feel that way let's get to the bottom of it they have to fucking dance around it and then it's oh it's a misunderstanding because of blah 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 and it's such a hackneyed thing so to have this moment where these two women just sit down and go, here's why I'm mad at you. I don't trust you. I don't think – it's like, do you love my son? And she's like, no, I don't. I really like that scene. Yeah. Um, you do find out a lot about them. Yeah. And that um, – I also, I still was – the character Michelle, at one point she's – she says, um, I had – when she puts it, she says, uh, um, 
I had all the gifts, all the tools, but absolutely no focus. And about how she ended up in Vegas, right. how she went from having a full scholarship. Uh, and yeah, and being to, like this trained ballet. Yeah, thing. and being part of, a, I guess, a professional ballet company. Right. And then just being like, oh, I just thought it'd be fun to go to Vegas and drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, she's also, what, she's supposed to be 20 at the time or whatever? Twenty. She's young. She's just out of ballet school. She's a professional dancer in uh, wherever the hell ABT is. I get yeah. that. I get a girl who's like, yeah, I've done this. I can go to, like, a, making a dumb decision as a kid to be like, oh, I can go to Vegas, get paid to dance. It'll be a bunch of fun. And then I can go back and do yeah. real dancing again. I get a I get a girl doing that. She's like, I'm with my friends. She, You know, a friend brought me there or whatever. I kind of understand that moment. And I also like – what I really liked in this moment was her ability to – her willingness to be upfront and honest about her shortcomings with this woman she barely knows where right. she's like – the mother, uh, Fanny, says to her, you squandered a lot of uh, potential, didn't you? And she goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, she's just right. uh, just out there with it. And then the mother even says, like, she's like, well, you trained. She says, the mother, you worked with uh, Bella Rusk or whatever, some other mm -hmm. ballet thing. And she says, yep. And then I got pregnant and it wasn't planned and the father didn't want to be around. So I had to raise a kid. And I went to – like, she says, like – because Michelle says, like, you know, I went there, went to Vegas and I was partying every night and dancing and then, you know, time passes. And then the mother says, like, yeah, I took in these – started teaching to make money, to make ends meet, to raise my kid and time passes. And they both right. have this moment of, like, what could have been. Right. I just thought it was – and meanwhile, they're also, by the way, just doing shots, which I really enjoyed as well. Because <laughs> there's like – she does the classic like leave the bottle, which you can't do, by the way. Like you can yeah. get bottle service in a club somewhere, but you can't walk to a bar and be like leave the bottle. It still has the quick pour in it. Like that's their yeah. bottle for making drinks. <laughs> um, that, as a bartender, it annoyed me. Uh, uh, but I just – I really enjoyed this scene because there's no – and there is this moment of her saying, like, do you love my son? And she says no. Like, she's very upfront about it. But she's like, I wish I could. I, she's, she's like, I think I could grow to love him. It would make me a better person if I could. And that's such a weird choice for this character because you don't know that. Yeah. Right? He seems like a nice enough guy. He seems like he wants to take care of you. Everyone in the town seems to like him. There doesn't seem to be any re other than the fact that he has become obsessed with a dancer in Vegas. Right. There's no real like everybody has nothing but glowing things to say about this man. So I guess we're led to believe that he is a nice kind of harmless weirdo who is in love with this woman. I don't think that you I think that anyone male or female whose approach to um trying to have a relationship is I'm going to take care of you. Right. I think you should just pivot on your heel and run in the opposite <laughs> direction <laughs> because they have a lot going on. As someone who has a lot of issues, um, I can say that anytime I have wanted to rescue someone, it's totally about my own shit. It right. has nothing to do with actually having a a bond and companionship, I guess. Sure. And I agree. And I just there I, I what I what I enjoy about this show or one of the things I enjoy about this show is she is making this maddening decision, but I can almost see past it in that 
particularly since what so what happens let's, let's just wrap this up real fast as far as this episode is concerned the mother's like well we've had this conversation but now let's see if we can dance together or whatever and right. she puts music on the jukebox and they start to dance and i also very much enjoy that this town is also clearly just staffed with like trained professional dancers because <laughs> they both reach over and grab some guy like each grab a guy and the guy is fucking lindy yeah. whipping him around and shit and i was like oh it's convenient that they're both happen to be here uh at which point truly or julie or whatever her name is walks in with the police and she says oh we've been looking all over for you also i, I do kind of like so in this moment, she's like, I've been looking all over you, and uh, Michelle says, what's up? What's wrong or whatever? And she goes, I'm talking to Fanny. Like, even in this moment, they're committed to, like, her not liking Michelle right. and kind of being shitty. I like that moment. Says, uh, Hubble was out looking for you. He went driving trying to find you, and he took that hairpin turn on whatever, and the truck just came out of nowhere. Or it just came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. Hubble's dead credits. Like, that's yeah. how the show ends, which I thought, like, that's a way to fucking end a pilot. Um I, that moment happened, and I was like, oh, shit. I Okay. Like, it's such a weird choice. We never had a moment to really like Hubble, right? right? right. He's just this weird guy who is obsessed with a woman much younger than him, who has convinced her through, I don't know what, I, I, let's say taking advantage of a woman in a vulnerable moment to yeah. come marry him. And now he's dead. Yeah, and he doesn't even live in the same town as her. So he's right. been traveling to another city. He's been traveling to Vegas like chasing. constantly to chase this woman. Yeah. Also, I want to know, did Amy Sherman Palladino watch the episode of Downton Abbey where the one sister um, is deliriously happy with this guy she married and then at the end of that episode he dies in a car crash oh i didn't that's what made me think of that was that because they had had sex for the first time Uh, at their wedding party i mean mean, in in the downton abbey show no i mean in in downton abbey it was very early in their relationship and they had just decided uh to be to stop fighting it and be happy together and then he died in a car crash but yeah, also, um, the whole uh, implication that it's their fault that he was out driving around looking for them. Like, mm-hmm. if you're looking for your wife and mother, where are you driving? I don't understand where he's going. Like, is he, <laughs> are, is he just stopping and, like, looking behind bushes? Exactly. Like, why are you choice. driving? That's what you'd do if you lost a dog or a cat. You would <laughs> drive around. Where might they be? Also, Stuck, but... it is a very small town. There's only a couple yeah. of places they could go. They, they make yeah. a point of saying earlier how the town doesn't have a movie theater. You have to take right. a bus to the next town over to see a movie. So, like, w- yeah, w- just go to, the, like, go to the bar. Where else are they going to be? It's late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's not call, even like stuff's open. Even call the bar. You probably know the bartender. I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> um, is my mom there? I will be honest. That episode ended it, and I was hyped to watch the next episode. I was very excited. I thought as a pilot, as crazy as the decisions that the main character makes are, I thought it was a very effective pilot. I think it established who this character is, and I think established the main characters being the mother, her, and the and the little girl, and the little girls, the teenage girls that are ballet dancers, right. and kind of giving us an idea of what this show is going to be, and then also yanking that out from underneath you in the last minute and giving you somewhat of like, oh shit, we this they've established stuff, but now they're going to have to re-establish in this next episode because where's right. the show going? I liked it very much. 
I gotcha. Um, I didn't realize until we started that it's already been canceled. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a couple years old at this point. Um, also, that's the premise of this show that you're recording on, Martha, is that but the, the thought, show, it's called Canceled. I thought, I know, but because of the other times, I, the two times I've done it, we did pilots that right. didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe this was a new show that you just wanted to talk about. <laughs> so when you started and said, Welcome to Canceled. I was like, oh, it's already been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to episode two for Fanny, it's called. Now, it takes place right where the last one ends, essentially. Right. Uh, it takes it opens with them walking back into the house after having gotten this news. They're still dressed. Can I just tell Please. you the thing I wrote at the end of episode one was yeah. Hubble dies dash dumb, but also a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Also, it is a relief. I don't need him, and I don't yeah. need that relationship. I don't need the show being, can she be good enough to love this weirdo? Yeah. I don't want that, and I'm yeah. glad that's not what we're getting. I think what we're going to get is, can these two women bond in this weird moment and maybe be good for these kids, which I'm yeah. also I'm more into. Yeah. Um, I do like the opening of her, like, she's kind of just walking around the house. She's kind of in a fog. This has to be crazy, right? This man who she doesn't really love. She's just said that, but she just kind of likes maybe now. She had sex with him and she seemed happy at that moment. Um, is fucking dead. <laughs> like, that's got to yeah. be weird. She's moved here. She has no clothes. She has nothing. Like, she packed nothing, apparently. Yeah. Um, she, I like, go, like, she's kind of going through his stuff and she see, oh, he's got this, like, old worn Metallica t shirt. And she's like, oh, I didn't, like, she doesn't say yeah. these things, but it's like, oh, he, I didn't know that you like that. That's cool. And he kind of, she kind of, whatever. She sits on the beach, she drinks. I thought the opening was, like, effective and, and good. I, 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 my questions continue. I assume. Because it seems to me like, uh, this would be the easiest. Really, the easiest situation in the world to just undo, right. because from the fr- from the pilot, it looks like after they got drunk at the restaurant, they got married and then drove to California. Correct. So she'd no way that she um, gave notice that she's moving out of her <laughs> apartment. She didn't bring anything with her. Right. Um, when in to me in reality you drunkenly married someone and then you decide you like him and maybe you'll stay because you have nothing else going on right and they die and everyone there hates you Does already not nice to you yeah. it would be real easy to go okay um fanny is there anything i can help you with nope all right well i will be on my way and um sure. so sorry for your loss i think there is a moment uh, yes i agree 100% it seems like the easiest thing to do and there and the only sane thing to do agreed <laughs> i think there is a moment of her being staggered and like what do i like uh, like holy shit this guy's dead now what i think there's a little bit of a moment of her like i can't just fucking leave there i'm like prove all these people right that i'm just this like here for his money or whatever because they're like oh he's dead I'll just go now like that seems weird that also seems like a weird move and I do think part of it is she actually in that last moment when they were at that bar had this moment of bonding with the mother I think she genuinely likes the mother and now she's got to the mother's got to deal with her son being dead and she doesn't want to just abandon her I think there's some of that 
I think my my overall problem with it is so on the Gilmore Girls, mm. which this is very much the Gilmore Girls West. Yeah, a hundred percent, absolutely. Everybody's really quirky, but no one is doing anything that made me think no one would really do that. Like Lorelai is um, a goofball. But she doesn't do anything that makes me think nobody in real life would do that. Right. But in this, I really feel like if someone's kid dies, it'd be super uncomfortable. You would express your condolences and offer to help and feel weird about leaving. But it would become clear very quickly that everyone wants you to leave. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And then it's just weird that you're walking around the house while people are grieving someone that was basically a stranger to you. <laughs> Agreed. I will also say that if she leaves, there is no longer a show, so we have to keep her around for that reason. I <laughs> agree, but I just would, because I like um, Sutton and Kelly, mm. uh, I I would have loved it if the pilot was just, this is a mom and daughter. and um, But then that's just Grimmel Girls again, right? <laughs> Right, but it, so it could be, you know, she could have, uh, the daughter could have just gotten divorced or something where right. she has to come Bad. home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because they don't need Hubble, really. No, he is an excuse to get her to this town, apparently. And then it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that she stays. But I totally, I still like the characters, right. the actresses, more even than the characters. I like the girls. Uh, we meet, We see the girls at the high school. And uh, it's Jim, and they are all, like the coach runs up and is like, "Oh, the, we're, the game's out there or whatever." And they all have notes that say like, "Oh, our ballet teacher has written us this note that we can't do anything remotely physical." <laughs> uh, and right. in a succession, they all walk up and each not all of them, but the three of them that walk up all pull out notes. I thought was a fun gag. And then I also really like I don't know why I I think the girls have really good chemistry with each other. And there's a moment where like uh, the the blonde one, it looks like Katie Pengrove, walks up to and tell, oh, did you hear the announcement? Did you hear about Hubble? Essentially, she's telling them that Hubble's died. Right. And the uh, it's the the main girl who's like the best ballet dancer and the sort of background tall girl as well. Sasha. Sasha. And she says to her, she's like, he was in this horrible accident, Anne, and like gives her this look. And the one girl's just not getting it. So the right. other one gives her a look, and she's still, she's like, I don't know what that look means. Like, I, I yeah. that is such a, like, oh, the look. Of course you'll get it. No, maybe you wouldn't get it. I don't right. know what that fucking look means. It's weird. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. And then, like, that running gag of her, like, sh- when they meet, when they go find Boo, she tries to give Boo the look. And then yeah. Boo gets it right away. And she's like, oh, come on. What do you mean? How does everybody <laughs> know what this look means? I enjoyed that. Yeah. I do like them. They're they're um, they're funny and engaging, yeah. those act- actors. And then I that. also like that when they, okay, they all figure out that Hubble's died, the main one who is... She's shitty in the way that I know we're going to get to like her. You know yeah. what I mean? She's yeah. shitty and she's a little self-important and she's a little spoiled. But you can tell they're event- she's going to get – like we're going to like her eventually. Right. But she convinces all the girls to go to – like leave school. They're ditching school. They get a bus and they go see a movie. Yeah. Uh, and that – I like that it's a kid – it's a decision a kid would make, right? Like yeah. they don't know how to process this. They're in this weird moment. Uh Screw it. Like, we have this excuse. And the one girl who's, like, clearly the leader sort of takes the lead and does this thing and you know, all the rest follow. I thought yeah. that was well done. I agree. And I feel like in in high school, for sure, 
Any tragedy, my first was thought would that be, I can get out of this school. What can I get out of? Yeah, for sure. I had, a, I had a friend. We used to play football. I, I use friend very loosely, but we like would play football together on like uh, during lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not like real football, just pick up football or whatever. And uh, shouldn't laugh. Uh, he got hit by a train. And oh, died. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, uh, wow. Whatever. He got hit by a train and died. And uh, they were like, the next day, everyone was like, oh, we know you guys were like friends or whatever. And I remember in my head not being like, oh, I can take advantage of this, but right. definitely being like, oh, I could probably get out of gym. Like, I can, you know, what I mean? there was like a moment, <laughs> a little bit of like, yeah, I could probably get out of gym. Yeah. No. And also, I would, I would assume that Hubble to these girls is just. This weird guy, uh, this weird... <laughs> a weird dude who they think is a virgin yeah. and also might be. Well, no, yeah. he had that. He was with the oh, dress girl for like girl. at least for some amount of time. They were together. Yeah, but they um, he's older than even their parents and he's single. You would think, sure. And his mom is their teacher and he just, they he lives with his mom in the house. I just imagine they'd be like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. These high school girls, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Fanny is very much in sort of frantic mode. She first is like, well, we have to have this memorial service right away. And she's Buddhist. And it'll be a traditional Buddhist ceremony. But right. this thing starts fucking snowballing. And actually, the, that gag is kind of funny to me where she's like, she goes from this, you know, we'll have a traditional you know, have flowers and whatever to she's renting out the intrepid and she's going to borrow, she's going to get a tent from Ringling Brothers and she's trying to get the Dalai Lama to come and all this. It's, it's uh, the heightening of that is well done. Yeah. Uh, But she's, she's very much putting Michelle to the side. She won't, she's not dealing with Michelle. Michelle's, she's like, I don't want you to do anything. It's my son. I'll handle it. And she's very like, everyone's dismissing uh, Michelle who then she's like, well, I'll go for a walk. And then, my dream town, by the way, because she's walking and it's, she walks past this trailer with this old guy and the old guy says like, oh, did you, uh, you going for a walk? She's like, yeah, I guess. He goes, you want to walk my dog? And he goes, she's like, I guess. Oh, the town. I, of course I want a town yeah. where if I'm walking, someone just hands me a corgi. That's awesome. Yeah. A cor- the introduction of the corgi is the one thing that doesn't make sense and I don't care. Yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> there's just, there's no... Yeah, I might consider moving to a town if there were people who just would loan out their corgi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really fun. Pretty great. Um, Julie goes, before that, Julie shows up at the house and is like, uh, she's trying to help or whatever. She tells Michelle, she in a very quiet moment, she just looks at Michelle and goes, I blame you. And Michelle's like, me too. And this walks off. I was like, Jesus, that's harsh. And it doesn't make sense. Why? How is it their fault that he was driving around like he's looking for his lost dog in the bushes? He's She just hates her and wants somebody to blame. Yeah. I think is what it is. Uh, we meet Fanny's fr- uh, Fanny's friends. I like very much. One yeah. of them says, "I." There's, it's just a weird group of older ladies. They're helping with like plans or whatever. And the one goes, when my friend and my Wiccan group die, uh, husband died, we all went to the beach, stripped off our clothes, held hands, and ran into the ocean. And it was beautiful. And maybe we can do that. And the mother's like, 
there's going to be kids there. <laughs> she's like, oh, they can wear those little floaties. Like, I just I enjoyed that. Like, she's just a super weird lady. Later on, we find out that Fanny has asked her to make a sculpture of of Hubble for the memorial ceremony. And she's like, right. I only do nudes. So I need to ask you some questions. And she's like sketching his dick on a napkin. It's uh, very... very funny to me. <laughs> it's very funny. It definitely... Yeah, those ladies were funny. I just want to say one last thing about Hubble. Please, by all means. I would argue that the way that he dies is proof positive that he is a big dummy who she should not have married. Okay. (laughs) Like, if you... You can't... You don't know how to safely navigate this town that you've lived in your your whole whole life. life. Yes, I Come have on. that same thought. You, if they say they make a point of saying it's this hairpin turn, but he has to know that turn. It's his whole it's the town he's lived in his whole life. I grew up on a hill that didn't have normal. It had some narrow streets mm-hmm. where, like one, if two cars were coming towards each other, one of them would have to pull over. Right. I never just whipped around the <laughs> yeah, corner yeah, yeah, and yeah. did it. I know yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Um. She wanders off. She ends up, I think, back at that same bar they were at the night before. Uh, there's like a old, it's these two old beach bums that are running this bar. One of which is uh, Logan's uh, father from Gilmore Girls, who was the head of the newspaper. See, it's I later was, season. I was going to say the male bartender, his personality is very much like Luke from the Gilmore Girls. He's a very little salty. bit, but a little salty, but also like a little more laid back. I don't think he would, like, snatch a cell phone out of somebody's hands. He's a little more like, yeah, who gives a shit? But yeah. also, like, doesn't like – he his his whole personality is he doesn't like brunch, apparently. Yeah. That's his big thing. <laughs> um, and his wife, who works there in the restaurant, is completely undone by the fryer. By the fryer reason. existing. Not yeah. even, like – she's like, keep saying that thing in the kitchen. And he's like, what yeah. thing? Oh, the fryer? She's like, it's making a noise. He's like, a frying noise? I wrote down the line. She says – where is it? She says – uh where is it? Where is it? She says something along the lines of, uh, I don't know kitchens and kitchen things or something to that effect. It's a very weirdly worded line. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. She Oh, there's also so there's a weird moment when she's walking the dog where she calls, where her friend calls, and she says, um, I'm walking an old guy's dog, and that's not a sexual euphemism. Of course it's not <laughs> what would that mean that's a very that's a weird that line did not land um oh yeah i don't know about kitchens and things in kitchens is what she says i also like that she orders a margarita and he just pours tequila in a glass and that's it <laughs> that made me laugh too i wrote um oh god the bartender's wife and that's it yeah, yeah. about her because i thought she was a piece of work but then i forgot about um when Michelle storms off from the house, mm. it's because Truly and Fanny are talking about how much Truly loved Hubble. Oh, and yeah, yeah. How I just wanted was. you to call me. I just wanted to call you mom, Truly says. Yeah. And she's like, you don't need Hubble for that or whatever. Yeah. And then, but then Michelle is somehow like, I'm right here. Like, right. yes, you are the person who doesn't know this person we're grieving about. <laughs> and we're somehow not considering your feelings. That was weird to me. I hear you. There is, it would be much easier for this show to have, even if they had done 
love at first sight, right? Mm -hmm. The two of them meet. They fall instantly, madly, fantastically in love. And they do get married because they have this wonderful night where they realize they are the perfect compatibility. They want the same things. Then he brings her back. You still have the conflict of her being – the mom being mad that I've never met this woman. You've married my son. You're this interloper. The son dies. But to have her – admittedly not really love this guy and also admittedly not I, – I, it. in some ways it just makes the show more difficult but it also does make it a little more interesting to me in that it adds some more layers to this to this woman. I yeah, th- I thought – but I just thought that the, maybe it added a layer of you're super self-involved <laughs> if you think – this mom should be more concerned about you. Yeah, if yeah. you wouldn't just see them talking about that and maybe feel you can have your own sad feelings, but oh, I'm an adult. I'm gonna these yeah, people I'm act, gonna go get are bagels. actually grieving. I'm gonna just yeah. sneak out. She goes and gets bagels, and then she's mad that no one eats carbs anymore. It was a weird choice, which is also not even fucking true. No, it's certainly not. <laughs> it's certainly not. Everybody eats carbs. Um. There's a great moment. So the girls, the ballet girls, have run back from this movie. Boo is is fucking torn up that she let them show up late for this class, and she's holding. She's ma- she's not letting anyone leave in case uh, Fanny wants to teach this class. They're going to be there when she shows up, and right. the other girls keep saying like she's not coming. She's not going to teach today, and she's not letting anybody teach. And there is a great little, very childlike bit. Where they're like, I heard they found his shoe thirty mile, like thirty feet away, or oh, whatever. Yeah. And the little boy goes, I heard they still haven't found his face, which made me <laughs> laugh. Um, but they have this moment, and there was a, I thought an absolutely wonderful moment where uh, Sasha, the main girl, she gets fed up, and she's like, I, I'm enough of this. Someone's got to do something, and she runs into the house, and she, right. she, she runs into the house, and she's all big and bad. She's all bluster, right? And she sees uh, Fanny just sitting on the couch, just sobbing. And she immediately just shrinks and, like, yeah. turns around and leaves. And she's like, you see that moment of this girl who's like, oh, I'm tough. I can whatever. Just that facade just wash right away. And then she turns around and she sees uh, Michelle sitting on the, like, gazebo with the dog. And she's like, oh, I can yell at Michelle. And she runs over to Michelle. She's like, someone has to do something. And she's like, Michelle's like, what? What do we do? You've, you got all the ideas. What are we supposed to do? And she's just got nothing. And she, this moment of realizing, like, for all of her bluster and her talk, she's still a 16-year-old girl and she doesn't know how to right. handle these situations. I thought that that scene was done very well. Yeah. I also just love that the corgi is now just staying <laughs> yeah, with her. She and says that, at one point, I think I stole a dog. Like, and that I, I love that the dog is, seems to be okay with it. Yeah. He's old. He doesn't really <laughs> give a shit. He's so easygoing. Uh, the mother has this breakdown where she tells her, like, I this has been my son for 48 years and I'm completely heartbroken and I will always be heartbroken. And if you're completely heartbroken, you get to do whatever you want. And that means if I want to rent the Intrepid and have this thing, you don't get to tell me no. Um, right. Which I thought was also good. Her, her performance in that moment was was really strong. Except for the 48 years. Obviously, live <laughs> his age. Um, but Michelle finally goes, you know what? Fine. Someone does have to do something. She goes into the dance studio. She gets all these. She's like, find chairs, start making phone calls. Boo shows up at the house, tells the mother that she, Fanny's like, oh, shit, I forgot about the class. She's like, oh, it's fine. I was going to lock up, but the sink is running. You have to go check on the sink. 
Right. She comes back and there's – I thought it actually was also good because they didn't do it like super stark. She comes walking around the back to the to the dance studio, which is attached to the house, and there's like – you first see a few candles and then she kind of looks up and there's more candles and then there's these like pink ribbons or whatever. And she walk in and you realize that Michelle has put together this memorial and she's got you know 20 people from 50 people from the town or whatever it- that the girls have called. Yeah, because um, the mother at this point it was going to be five hundred people, and she was ordering all these tarts, and it was going crazy. And sitar players and all this shit. Uh, and she's like, "That's your chair. Sit down." And she like puts basically the girls do a, a routine, and they put on. Uh, uh, ever since I put your picture in a frame by Tom Waits, and the girls dance this really beautiful song, and they do this very beautiful dance. I thought a very beautiful dance. I don't yeah. know about dance. And I thought, again, the show has this – It's both of these episodes now have used dance, these moments of dance very strongly, I think, where right. there's been all this like tension and, and friction and everything builds up. And then it reminds you, oh, this actually the show is about ballerinas and here's maybe how dance can be transformative, I guess. Right. Uh, and it's this moment where the mom gets to have this the, – they get to have this memorial service. They get to get over and actually do the thing. The kids get to be part of it and like be – feel like they're useful. I just thought it was really good. Yeah, I did. I also – I thought the dance was really nice. I do think it's a little funny that they threw a surprise memorial party. <laughs> sure. It's weird. Particularly <laughs> since the setup is the same way for all – Surprise parties, which is yeah. like trick someone into coming to a part of the house. That yeah. is very weird. It is I, kind never, of I didn't funny. even think about that till you just said it, but that is weird. It's kind of funny. But I did, yeah, I did like, I thought the dance was nice. I got momentarily excited because I thought the chair the mother sat in was the same pattern as the IKEA couch that I have. And I was <laughs> super excited. <laughs> Uh, I thought the dance was good and then the mother there's a moment where the mother sits down next to her and she's like you know you did this and she's all oh, the girls did that I just helped or whatever and uh, she goes oh how are you doing the mother like the mother says to her and like that's another moment of of bonding and of like not even necessarily acknowledging that Michelle has rights to feelings or whatever but just right. taking that moment of genuine concern for another person I thought was good. Yeah. And then she goes, she goes, Oh, you're here. And she runs off. And then she comes back a couple seconds later after the girls are like, how was it? Was who fell? Somebody sucked. And she goes, no, you were all great. Blah, blah, blah. Right. The mother comes back. This is uh, Hubble's friend from high school. He's whatever, Andrew or whatever fuck his name is. Andrew's like, oh, you're the one ever right. since he met you. He's all, you're all he's talked about. Shy's nine shoes, right? That's not a thing. Like, I get it. He knows your shoe size. That's not a thing that you know about someone who loves. I love my girlfriend. We've been together for four years. I have no fucking idea what her shoe size is. I can tell you important things about her. But that, like, the idea that he's like, oh, he knows so much about her. He knows her shoe size. Whatever. That seems like a sneaky thing. It seems like you snuck into her shoes and wrote down the shoe size. That's weird. (laughs) Um, But the big reveal is that. Uh, she he says to her, well, you know, tomorrow you can come by and we'll sign the papers. It'll take like two seconds. She goes, what papers? He goes, oh, the transfer of the will. He left all this to you. So we find out that Hubble has left the house and the dance studio and all of his everything to Michelle credits. Right. So here's the thing. You can't change a will over the phone. <laughs> As someone yeah. who's 
we his find mom. that yeah he says that he called on the way back from Vegas yeah you yeah, can't, you can't it's you, not, you have you to have sign to, things right you have, you to, have be, to sign it and you have to have a notary, notary. Yeah, yeah I get you um, and I'm interested though why that is the twist because yeah you can't do that over the phone and then is it gonna be like um, well I think what it is is that's why the, because what should happen in this moment is she's thrown the memorial I, we've made our peace. I think yeah. you. I've, I'm leaving on good terms. I'm going back to Vegas. Well, now you own the house and everything, so maybe you're not going back to Vegas. Like this is going to be the thing that keeps her around, I guess. Yeah, but if you and actually, I think, I think an actually ethical person would say, "Oh no, yeah. you can just keep this stuff. Like you're, yeah, you live in this house. That's uh, your dance yeah. studio. I'll sign it over to you." Yeah. Would be the thing you would do. Yeah. I feel like the only, and I haven't watched the next episode, even though I'm very excited to. It's been very hard for me not to binge because I'm a binger. Um, I feel like what they're the only way they're going to convince it's going to be a thing of like this is what he would have wanted, and we have to do what he wants because he. That's to me. That's the only argument to be made, and it's not a good one. But I don't know what. Yeah. Like the only other argument is, well, keep that keep that money, girl, and that's not a reasonable thing for your hero to do. Yeah. Um, there's also a quick line when she's talking to her about the dance when she, first after, right after the dance, and she's like, uh, she goes, "Oh, the mother, like Fanny says, like I like that song," and she says, "Oh, it's Tom Waits. I found the CD in his CD player, so I mm-hmm. thought that would be nice." Like, there's little details like that that I thought were good. Yeah. Um, you are less excited about this show than I am. <laughs> uh, I hope that turns around. Uh, anything you want to plug? We got to wrap this up because people are coming after us. Ooh. Um. Uh. No, because I don't know how. I don't. I can't remember the dates and places that we're going. But um, <laughs> is there a website they can check you out? Oh, on Twitter. If you go to uh, at Martha Kelly three on Twitter, my pinned tweet is the tour dates. There you go. And the one that is not applicable is Durham, North Carolina, but all the other ones are confirmed. Okay. Also, I love that you just have Martha Kelly three because so many <laughs> beats to the other ones. I just it makes me laugh uh, um, uh, I, what's going on this will be out Thursday I am at the Velve on the 9th no the 19th is when the Nazis are coming oh by the way Nazis are coming to Austin on the 19th so you gotta go to Town Hall and march and yell at them um, fuck uh, the 17th I'm at the Velve check my website it'll be up and I'll check it on Twitter and stuff I have shows coming up so check those dates if you like the show rate, review, subscribe remember we do have the Patreon we just put out another Patreon exclusive episode we just finished recording that today it'll be out tomorrow um, so c- keep an eye out for that the pin the link is my pinned uh, post on Twitter uh, you can google it as well we're also talking about possibly doing a Twitch where you can watch me and the guest actually watch the movies along with us and kind of MST3K so that'll be good as well uh, again like the show rate review subscribe tell your friends five stars on all the platforms and we will see you next week thanks Chris thank you <laughs>